Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to ask you to open them with me for just a few moments. I do feel like I have a, just a quick word from the Lord to share, and then, uh, then we're just going to sing a little bit and end with praise. But I want to build your faith tonight, and I want to, I want to do something a little bit different. I know I talked about maybe preaching on heaven. I'll save that one and do it another time. But tonight I want to go to Luke chapter 4. Unless you want to go to heaven real soon. And, <laughs> but, if you, but I want you to look at uh, Luke chapter 4. And I'll begin reading with verse 16. He came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. It was custom. That's very important what it just said where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he sent the synagogue the Sabbath day and stood up to read. He was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah, and when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Let's everybody say it out loud. He has sent me to... Is it up? Oh, I thought it was up. My bad. Luke chapter 4 and verse 18. All right. (laughs) Okay, well, I'll finish it. To proclaim liberty to the captives, the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those that are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book. He gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all that were in the synagogue were fixed on him. And what's interesting to me about this is It says on over in verse 24. This is not going to make sense for me reading it, but I'm just going to take my time and read just a little bit of the Bible here a minute because it's important. It's all tied together. He said in verse 24, Assuredly, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you truly, many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah when the heaven was shut up for three years and six months. There was a great famine. But none of them was Elijah sent except to Zarephath in the region of Sidon to the woman who was a widow. Then he gives another illustration. Many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elijah, the prophet, but none of them was cleansed but Naaman the Syrian. I'm going to explain that in just a moment. But I want to talk to you for a few minutes about putting... And I want, us to, I want us to get our faith in accord tonight because people are going to get healed here tonight. People are going to get helped here tonight. I want to talk about how to put a demand on the anointing. How to put a demand on the anointing. It's important not just to know that God can do things and know that even... A minister that God is using is anointed, but to put a demand on the anointing that God has put in him or her. The word demand means uh, seeking. The word demand means a state of being sought after. In other words, you can't be passive about the anointing. It has to be a state of being sought after means you're in demand. 
And we see the woman, for example, in Mark chapter 5 with the issue of blood. And when she reached out and touched the hem of Jesus' garment, she was putting a demand on the anointing. This is a very important scripture I'm going to give you right now. Philippians 1 and 19. For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer. Listen to these words. And the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. In other words, there is, an, there is available... There is available to every believer a supply of the Holy Spirit. It's available. The supply, the word supply means storehouse. Another translation said reservoir. There is in those of us who are believers, who fill ourselves with the word, there are reservoirs, there are supplies, there are storehouses. When I look at ministry gifts, when I see people, I recognize the anointing on their life. That means there is a reservoir of something God has put in them that can be drawn out of them if I put a demand on it for my life. The Lord has deposited an anointing on the fivefold ministry. There are people who have miracles and giftings and deliverance anointings and healing anointings. But you'll never experience it if you don't learn as a church to put a demand on the anointing. The Bible said if you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, don't be afraid of these biblical terms. It doesn't mean we're making a big shot about a person. We recognize an office and a gifting that people walk in. And the Bible said if you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, you get, listen to it, his reward. It means there's a reservoir, there's an anointing in people that you can tap into if you put a demand on that anointing. There are utterances that will flow out to you when a preacher gets up. If by faith you're leaning in and you're saying, God, I'm asking you while he's standing or she's standing up there, I'm putting a demand on the anointing for my... I need to hear from you. And it's, you have not because you ask not. You would be amazed at how God would speak if you would begin to put a demand on the anointing. Now let me show you what I'm talking about in Luke chapter 6 in verse 19. It says, And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for there went virtue or power out of him. Listen to that. It was in him. And people started putting a demand, just leave it up a moment, started putting a demand on the anointing. And they sought to touch him, listen, for the power went out of him and he healed them all. He healed them all. They were putting a demand on the anointing, the virtue, the anointing, the, the power that came out of him. If people had just sat back and had just let Jesus pass through, nothing would have happened to them. They had to tap into that reservoir, that supply of the Spirit. Many times we're waiting on God to do something and God's waiting on us. He put the supply in our midst. Now it's up to us in services like this to put a demand on the anointed. 
say, I really, I really want this. I, I really need this. If there is no demand, there'll be no supply. You know that if you do drugs. If there is no demand, there'll be no supply. <laughs> Ministry in churches. Uh, I travel all over. I preach in all kinds of places. This is my one, two, three, four, five. This would be my sixth message <laughs> in the last three days or four days. So I'm in all kinds of settings all the time. And it's amazing that there are places that I go into that I may feel so different because you can sense as a speaker when people are putting a demand on the anointing. It pulls something out of you. This is called the pool pit. I'm, I'm up here and I'm supposed to pull from the pit. But it would be amazing if the pit would pull from me. <laughs> and, that, and I've been in churches where that happens. I've been in services where people are so expectant, so sitting on edge, so hungry. so re Especially like when you go overseas and stuff. It's like, why do more miracles happen overseas? People ask. I really believe it's because people put a demand on the anointing. And as a pastor, I want to teach you, and Pastor, pastor Ben, I, I, I love you. You're doing an amazing, amazing work here. But let's not become so familiar with the ministry that God gives you every week that we don't put a demand on that anointing. It's amazing what happens when we put a demand on apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. They have a supply of the Spirit. They have a reservoir. And it's our responsibility to seek it, to ask God for it, to try to dip our bucket into it. If, 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 now watch this. In Matthew 20, two blind men approach Jesus and they start saying, have mercy on us, O son of David. Have mercy on us, O son of David. And the, and the, the multitude, are, they're crying out. And the Bible said that the disciples rebuked them. But listen to these guys. They cried the louder. <laughs> they put a demand on the anointing. If they had remained quiet, Jesus would have right, walked right by them. As a church, we should not allow ministry gifts to come in. And I'm not talking about being crazy and screaming out or anything like that. I'm talking about by faith leaning in and saying tonight can be another night or it can be what a night. And it's all up to us and the demand that we put on the anointing. You and I could be anywhere in the world, but God has us here for a purpose. And he loves us so much that he says, if you need healing, there is a healing anointing here. If you need financial help, there is an anointing to help your situation. Put a demand. You don't have to worry all the time. Put a demand on the anointing to flow to your need, to flow to your family, to flow to your marriage, to flow to your children. I carry some of that. I'm not, I'm not boastful in myself. I, it's, it's not mine. It's just, it's just what God's called me to do. I do believe I carry an anointing for families. Carry an anointing for, for, for broken-hearted people. Put a demand on that anointing. Let's be that kind of church.
Not the kind of church that sits back and when somebody comes up, let me see what this one's got. Oh, well, I was expecting somebody else to speak tonight. You don't do that. You, you don't do that. The anointing is the anointing. And you get, you get out of it what you put a demand on it. Doesn't really matter if you just tap into the anointing. The anointing is on an assignment. God used a donkey to preach to Balaam. He dipped into that anointing. Got on the right direction. All right, now let me show you something that's going to blow your mind. In Luke chapter 4, I just read it. Jesus said, I'm here to preach the gospel. Where was he at? Nazareth in the town where he grew up. I'm here to, he announced it. I'm here to heal. I'm here to deliver. I'm here to recover the sight of the blind. He's telling them, I'm in Nazareth. I'm anointed. I'm Jesus. <laughs> and I'm ready. This day is this fulfilled in your ears. Close the book. Set it down and set back. And waited on somebody to put the anointing, put the demand on the anointing. And do you know what the Bible said in Mark chapter 6? And he could do no mighty works there, say, except for lay his hands upon a few sick folk and heal them. Wait a minute. This is Jesus, God in skin. And he could do no mighty works in his hometown. Because nobody, all they said was, that's Joseph's son. And nobody put a demand on the anointing. Faith puts a demand on the anointing. Now watch this, watch this. In Mark chapter 5 and verse 34, the Bible said, Thy faith has made you whole. Luke 8 and 46, Somebody has touched me, Jesus said, for I perceive virtue has gone out of me. Somebody put a demand on the anointing is what he's saying. When you put a demand on the anointing, you draw the power of God out to your need. You can't be passive and expect to receive. You've got to have active faith. In Acts chapter 5, they took the sick people and put them on the streets because they heard the apostle Peter was walking down the street and they said so that his shadow would touch them. It's just amazing where there is a demand, there is a supply of the Spirit. In Luke 5, 18 through 20, they tore the roof off. What were they doing? They were putting an anointing and lowered down a man who, who, who could not walk and could not move. He was, he was paralyzed and they let him down from the roof and they were putting an anointing. They said, Jesus is in the house. Jesus is in the house. I, I, I need him. And they tore the roof off. Put a demand on the anointing. With your faith, it ignites the power of God. we got to get back to preaching faith again. We've got to get back to preaching miracles again. We've got to get back to preaching the supernatural power of God. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is healing in the name of Jesus. There are miracles in the name of Jesus. Nothing is impossible in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to preach five more minutes, can I? And I'll call for the musicians in just a few minutes. But don't come till I call. 
Now, what got me about Luke 4 that I'd never seen before until uh, some, some days ago is after Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is on me, closed the book, nobody put a demand on the anointing except the, just a few sick people, and he just healed a few people. It says in the same chapter, he's trying to make a point. It says in the same chapter, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, Elijah, when the heavens were shut up for three years with famine, who had needs, who were hungry. But not all of them received, as a matter of fact, many of them perished in the famine. Only one got a miracle. Who was it? The one who put a demand on the anointing. When the prophet came, she said, I'm going to give you my last cake. Me and my son, are, we were going to cook it and eat it, but I, I, I perceive that you have an anointing. Now, there were, there were thousands of other widows who had little babies. But who got the miracle? Now, this, is, this, is, this bothers some people. We think it's just like pulling a... Pulling, uh, uh, I don't gamble, so I don't know what they're called, but... Um, slot, thank you, heathen. Slot, slot. I'm cutting up with you. Slot machine. I'm cutting up. I'm cutting up. He's a good man. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand? Do you understand what? what do you see? This, he just told you, I'm in Nazareth. I just opened up the ministry for miracles. A few, nobody's putting a demand on the anointing. Then he brings up this illustration. Then he doesn't stop there. And he says, you know, there were many lepers in Israel. But only one got healed by the name of Naaman. You want to know why? When he came across Elisha, Elisha said, I want you to go down to the pond down there, to the Jordan, old nasty river, and I want you to dip seven times. Duck in the water seven times. Seven ducks in a pond. Go. Go under seven times. And anybody else? No. The Bible said there were many lepers, but only one got healed. Who was it? It was that guy that was crazy enough to go get in the water and dip seven times. And when he came up, the Bible said his skin was, I like the description, was like the skin of a baby. Now, the point is very real. That just because you have a need does not mean you will have that need supplied. It's when you put a demand on the anointing. Both Elisha and Elijah were walking reservoirs. Now I want to show you something that's going to amaze you if, if you'll lean in a minute. Jesus in Matthew and Mark uh, 6, he prays for just a few people and they get healed. He goes to the next city and he prays for people. And the Bible said they came, you read the text before, they ran toward him and, and he prayed for them all and healed them all. Mark 9 in verse 21, the woman with the issue of blood, for she said within herself, listen to her putting a, a demand on it, if I can but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. I got to get into that reservoir of the supply of the Spirit. 
Matthew 14, when he had knowledge of him, when they heard, when there was knowledge of him, they sent round about and brought unto him all that were diseased and besought him that he might touch the hem of his garment and as many as touched him were made perfectly whole. You have to lay aside your pride sometimes. When it says they besought him, the Montgomery translation says they kept begging him. Another translation said to implore, to beseech. In other words, it was not a passive thing. It's, it's I, I'm, I'm beseeching and imploring. I, I really, oh, I need it. Mark 6, and when he entered into the village, they laid the sick on the streets, and there it is again, besought him that they might touch him, the hem of his garment, and as many as touched him were made whole. Oh, that was a sovereign move. It didn't happen in Nazareth. It's because people put a demand on him. Mark 2 and verse 2, there was no room to receive them, not even in the doors. The church was at high level expectancy. I'm going to read a couple more verses because there's power in the word right now. And then I'm going to close. You can come to the music. In Mark chapter 8 and verse 22, and they brought a blind man to him. Listen to it. Listen to it. And besought him. There it is again. Every miracle that I could find, it has something to do with putting a demand. It's not just he found them. They found him. Besought him to touch him. Mark seven thirty-two, And they brought unto him one that was deaf and had an impediment of speech. And they besought him. Him. And he put his hand upon them and he touched the tongue of the man who could not talk. And the Bible said the string of his tongue, if you could have seen in the invisible world, was loosed. I love that. I love that description. That's happening to little woo-woo my grandson if I were the devil I'd try to lock his tongue up too because he'll probably end up preaching Luca hallelujah all we got to do tonight man I feel the atmosphere in this room all we got to do tonight is put a demand on the anointing. And they don't even have to be here. God can, God can touch in, in somebody on the other side of the nation. Jesus performed the first miracle. It's my last point. John 2. This is a prophetic story. Six water pots. Six represents man, earthen vessels. Six water pots. Six is the number of man. Jesus commanded the water pots, listen, be filled with water. He didn't just make wine out of nothing. He made the water. He said, fill these pots with water. 
Ephesians 5 said that we're washed by the washing of the word. The, in other words, when earthen vessels, that's you and I, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. When we get full of the water, which is the word of God, when we fill our vessels, our earthen vessels with the word of God, Jesus then commanded, listen to the wording now. He told his, after he filled the earthen vessels with water, he said, you've done what you can do. Now draw out the water. Put a demand on the anointing. And it wasn't until they started drawing out of those earthen vessels. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you see the mental picture? That, that, that it wasn't, the water, the water didn't just blush like that. It, it was waiting on somebody to take a bucket and draw it out. And when they drawed it out, the, it changed from water to wine. Jesus told them, wine represents the Holy Spirit. The word draw is Greek, A-N-T-L-E-O, which means to dip water with a bucket. <laughs> we are to use our buckets of faith to draw out of earthen vessels. It can be any believer that's full of the word. And when we do, he turns it into supernatural power. And the supply of the Spirit meets the demand of the hungry. And God heals and God delivers. God sets addicts free. God breaks chains. God says you're done with your addiction. You're done with all of that. There is a demand that has been put on the anointing. And the anointing when it's drawn out says let me go handle this. How many of you would like for the anointing to be drawn out into your greatest need tonight? Let me see your hand. Put a demand on the anointing for just a moment. Does anybody feel the power of God in faith? I feel faith rising. So let's just stand up on our feet, on our feet, and let's lift up our hands toward heaven in faith. And let's just take a moment and just by faith, just say, Lord, I'm ready tonight. I, uh, I, I would really like to get touched tonight. I'd really, it's been a long time. Look at me just a moment. Every now and then you need to get in a service that you just, I, I call it a gully washer. Y'all know what that is out here? It's like it just, it comes down from heaven and anything that's in the gutter gets washed out. How many of you would like to be in an old-fashioned Holy Ghost gully washer tonight? Then put a demand on the anointing. There's no shortage in heaven. There's no shortage. We just need hunger on earth. We just need to put a demand on the anointing. 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 For thousands, not hundreds. A demand on the anointing. For, for millions, if that's what God's assignment is, if it's going to require millions, then put a demand on that for TV, for, for, for radio, whatever it is, put a demand 
you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were blessed.